Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Soul Mountain 64. This is the Fireside Gaming Podcast. It is currently November 8th, 2019. We've had quite a bit going on in the gaming verse, and uh, every other week we sit down for the podcast, hang out, chat a little bit about all the games we've been playing, what's been going on. Uh, you know, it's always a fun recap. There's uh, <clears throat> always a bunch of stuff going on, which is exciting, but uh, even more so in November. This is literally when all of the games are coming out. Every update's popping. All the games are popping because we're coming into 2019. The questions as well I did get from you guys. We'll get to some of those in a little bit. A lot of people asking about gaming, you know, what am I playing, what am I liking, are we too split between all the games now, are games replayable, like, uh, you know, it's crazy, but it's also damn fun time, I, I wish I had more time to just work on just some straight content, talk about every little single detail of what's going on, of Modern Warfare, each of the guns, all this stuff, I'm still working on making some more improvements in terms of the overall way that my content does go up, I'm working with my editors to try and Change up some of the processes so we can get stuff going, looking even a little crisper. Oh, yeah, I forgot to change this screen, too. Boom. Make it a little uh, cleaner for uh, the people who are watching this as an actual video, which is up on my Facebook page. We do these live, so shout out to everybody tuning in live. Welcome, welcome. I do have the chat up here. Uh, it is in supporter-only mode. That's typically how we've been doing it now, which is cool. But I put these up on... Um, iTunes, which huge, huge shout out to everybody who's been reviewing it there. All of the uh, the great reviews and everything. It's it's definitely keeping me uh, wanting to do more of these. Because obviously I talk about a lot of this stuff already during my streams. But this is kind of a fun way we can put it all together in one epic place. That's a little easier where you listen to it on Spotify while you're working out. Actually, I noticed that it's not really categorized well on some of it. I was looking it up and... It's like it was like number one in India for like leisure or something on Spotify or something like that. I don't know. So we got to figure out how to put it more towards gaming and uh, or maybe that's based on the reviews or the people watching. I don't know how it exactly works, but it's pretty cool. Anyways, <clears throat> biggest thing I was talking about in the last episode, we got to start out talking about it today is modern warfare, the new Call of Duty. It's actually been absolutely popping on my channel, on my uh, streams, on everything. And it was funny, too. I even put a post out. I was like, the only thing I like about Call of Duty is the kill streaks. You know, I was kind of like talking it down a little bit, like everything else is bad and whatever. And everybody was like, there were so many positive things that people have been saying about it. It was actually pretty... Uh, uh, I'm kind of, I don't know. I'm kind of surprised. Like Call of Duty, I feel like over the last few years is just everybody's been pretty negative towards it in a lot of ways. At least the greater greater community of people messages that I typically see. Like it seems like it, it seems like it goes more that way. I still enjoy the game. I think it's great, and I think it has been over the years too. But it's just not something that I was personally super into. And the respawn shooter and stuff. They've changed it up a little bit like they added gun game or the um, gun whatever with the, the 2v2 mode, which we're actually going to be playing later today. Uh, I think we're actually going to get our the, the, te the teams together and we're going to do some 2v2s. Uh, you know, us, for me, Aculite, Toms, and Fugly all fighting each other in 2v2s, which might be fun. I don't, we'll see how it goes. Uh, but they also just came out with new maps and new modes today, 
which is super sick. Looking forward to the new match, Jason. Yeah, exactly. That's we're gonna play. They added a new ground war map, which we're gonna be playing later today. And to me, like that's the biggest difference of this whole entire game is ground war. Like it feels way more like uh, Battlefield, really. And that was something I was even saying when the game was first coming out. I was like. Call of Duty is going to be more similar to Battlefield, and granted, not so much in like the domination, some of the standard ways that it's played, but in the sense of ground war, for sure, uh, it is it is mind blowing. Like I literally, I watched a clip of it, and in, in um, some, you know, it was some viral clip of somebody who parachuted out of a helicopter onto a rooftop and started assassinating ten people who were sniping down. And I literally, because I was looking at it on my phone, I was like, I completely thought it was a Battlefield clip from like Battlefield 4 on a skyscraper map or Battlefield 3 or something. And then uh, it was literally like, it was an only in Battlefield moment in Call of Duty. Like that, <laughs> I straight up couldn't even believe it. And then the second time it replayed, it dawned on me. I was like, this is Call of Duty. What is going on? And it was just, uh, it was a funny realization for me. But honestly, I've been really, really enjoying the game. I ended up playing it a week straight. I was going to go back, play some Apex and some Battle Royales, or switch it up a little bit. But I kind of just got hooked on it that first week. So uh, all of my streams, all of my streams wore that game. Um, and it was fun. We played a lot of, and it was just like, I, I do really like the kill streaks. To me, I don't know. I'm surprised more games haven't started to implement that. You kind of seen that actually with like Battlefield implementing that in a way with their, uh, squad leader point streaks, but, or not point streaks, but point, uh, you spend your points, but that's only for the squad leader, squad leader. And it's only like, um, you know, it, it's not it's something you call in once a game and it doesn't really matter how good you're doing, your squad can be doing good. It really just depends. Yeah, and never really been a fan of COD, but I'm loving Ground War Troop. And I've seen a lot of people, too, who are just really big fans of Call of Duty uh, only play in, like, the regular Call of Duty modes. They don't like the new ones. So, you know, I think it can really go either way uh, on it in terms of, you like it, you don't like it. And at the end of the day, that seems to be like a lot of people do like it. What's cool about it, too, is that they are doing this as free maps. I know there's been a lot of speculation of, well, are they gonna they going to start putting some loot boxes in? Are they going to start charging us for some, some more stuff here? Call of Duty is notoriously um, great at changing what they say or doing, you know, throwing some stuff in or whatever. Um, and they're dropping some, the free, first free maps actually came out today. So, so we're going to be, we're going to check out some of them later today. They added a new ground war map, which I'm really excited about. I don't know why, but when the game first came out, I thought there was three ground war maps, but there's actually only two. So yeah, well, I mean, we'll see how it is. I haven't seen anything about it yet. The other thing that I, I was actually, I was looking a lot more into it because I'd heard people in my chat had been messaging this while I'd been streaming throughout the week. It was like, uh, there was rumors of, you know, more maps coming that were actually from previous maps. And I looked into it a bit more and it looks like, I mean, it's just a bunch of leaked information that's going around on a bunch of different things. There's actually quite a bit of like leaked information that's been going around for months about it. Uh, so, you know, take it all with a grain of salt, but I think it'd be great. All of these, I think are some sick ideas. One of the biggest things was that like some of the old classic maps like rust, 
the airport map, like some of the classic, classic maps are going to be coming back. And that's what, like, if you look at Battlefield 4, when that game first came out, I think one of the first DLCs that they did of it was throwback maps. And not only did it kill really well, but it was a slight refresh on it, and it was just, it's just a bunch more content, right? Like, if we went back to, if we went back to some of the classic maps on it, that would be awesome. That would be a fun-ass throwback, nostalgia, everything on top. And then it's just all within the game, which I think would be really cool. I also, I was reading, I read a bunch of articles. I was watching some videos of people basically talking about um, the rumors, the leaks of uh, Battle Royale coming. And I, there's been a lot of stuff as well. If you guys remember, we actually looked at like some of the data mined information in Apex Legends. And in a similar fashion, that's what people have done for... Uh, Call of Duty, and it seems like there's, you know, there's speculation on what's happening, but it's, from what I gathered from my, you know, minimal amount of research, it seems like there is a potential, it could be early, not this year, but early next year, some type of battle royale coming, and from what I was reading, it seems like they're actually thinking of doing it like a separate, um, a separate game, that's all free to get and like you don't need to have this game but it's based on similar things and the other big thing that i took away from is like it's going to be based on spec ops mission like if you've been into the spec ops mission like that's like the setting that's where the um battle royale is theoretically supposedly going to be happening um which i haven't played yet i haven't i've saw actually was watching some footage of the spec ops missions and i've heard they're pretty hard as well from the chat but it seems pretty, uh, I, I mean, that sounds great to me. And it's the same thing of like, that's what we saw when we saw, you know, uh, Apex Legends come out. It was like February, right? Like early 2019 this year that it came <clears throat> that it came out. That's like the, that's when we're looking for new stuff, you know? Games are pretty, they're popping for like a month or two, but then it's time for something new right there. And that's, this could be sick if they decide to do that. Because we haven't heard, we still never heard anything from Ubisoft. I've been talking about that for like a year. Like, are we going to get a Ubisoft Battle Royale? I, I guess not, dude. I don't think they're going to be, I don't think they're going down that path, man. Or maybe they will. Maybe they're going to be the ones that surprise us. And here's the thing, too, is like they might just keep all this stuff under wraps. And like they might try and just emulate what Apex Legends did. Because that's the game that absolutely took over this entire year. At least for me. It was this free game that like came out of nowhere and so maybe that's the tactic that some of these other games are doing they're just going to be a come out of nowhere game to help boost that extra hype of everything going on uh for honor battle royale do they have that dylan is that actually a thing i don't know but actually we were talking about playing for honor yesterday that was a great game that came out i think in i think that was early 2018 I, if i remember correctly that came out earlier in the year because i went to an event um for the beta and it was in february or march that i went to the event it might have been 2017. Either way, um, that's you know, if, if that's like when stealth games, I feel like they come out like something something below the radar pops up, and that's what I end up playing all year. Actually, it's like this is like the hype time, but the games seem to die out by the time that uh, you know something else comes around. Unless it's Fortnite, I guess, right? Like Apex Legends. Apex also they just came out with their duos mode, which has uh, been pretty interesting. I only got the chance to play it. Uh, one day so far and it was cool I think it's a great mode I think it's great if you don't have a third to play to play with I think some people probably like it a lot more than I do 
I also haven't been able to play it with like just one of my buds yet, like or you know, just like just Acolyte or the guys that I typically play with a lot on Apex Legends. So that might be fun to still try out. Maybe we'll do that some next week. But we have about uh two weeks to try it before they come back with ranked to me solos just stood out a lot more but that's just because i really like solos and battle royales that's how i feel like i get better as a player um squads and duos trios however you play it it just kind of depends on how many people you're really playing with i didn't feel like it's super big difference to me but again i haven't put a bunch of time into it yet um, and a lot of people were asking too, you know, like, what am I thinking of Apex now? Do I hate the game now? It's just like, I've just been busy with other games, so I just haven't been playing it all that much as of like the last week or two. But it's still great games, still something I'm going to continue to play. Um, it's just, you know, there's just so many other things. Like even we played Battlefield yesterday, and that update came out like last week, but I didn't start, I didn't play it until uh, yesterday. So that's something too, that in 2020, like I'm going to try and really just stay on top of whatever is the latest thing. I'm going to try and hit it. But even still, dude, there's just so many things going on. It's hard to do it and put the time into it that I even want to, uh, that I want to play it. Like I, even like modern warfare alone has so many different modes that if I want to do decent and I got to put some time into it, learn what guns, unlock some of the guns, get the attachments for the guns, everything. So, um, yeah, but I mean, it's fun though. It's great to have so many different things, but battlefield was cool. They, if you don't, didn't see it, they came out with the Pacific update, which, uh, you know, it was Japan was introduced into the game. And, uh, so it's the U S versus Japan on, um, some Island maps. I think one of them was like set in Hawaii. I'm not a hundred percent sure where it was. It's just some Island maps and it's just beautiful design. And there's like an attacking side and defending side. I forget what the mode was called. You know, it was, it was similar to the, um, grand operations or whatever, but it was really just on one map with a whole bunch of different sectors. I can't remember it, but so epic. I mean, we we did the entire stream was so epic. And I'm going to have some videos, I think, coming from that. We might break down some of the individual games. But even if you go back and watch that, man, like the, the storm coming in, it changing the lightning, the smokes, the tanks, the explosions, the destructible environment, like that to me is, that's even, that is a crazy ass, you know, ground war, obviously, in Call of Duty. It's still not the same as battlefield like even the way that the tanks were although like tanks are similar they're both very powerful in this case like i was driving the tank in one of them acolyte and uh we we had another in, on the team that was just repairing me the whole way through so like i was getting non-stop repairs and i was just really just running out of ammo so i had to go to the ammo stations resupply um <clears throat> but it was incredible like the scale battle was awesome and that was different too is like it was all just very flat water bushes difficult to see difficult to spot enemies um it felt great like i, I think it felt great just as great really it, and it did feel a little bit um yeah sorry that was my phone it does it does still feel a little bit different than where uh ground war is at but i still i still feel some vibes from uh you know cod in in, or in cod from battlefield in that ground war though still but Really awesome battles. We played some Conquest as well. There was like two new maps that they had come out with. We played through them. Absolutely epic. But um, I'm not sure if we'll go back and play it again, like in the next week or two. I fortunately, like we got, I think we experienced all of, I not the guns, I will say. I didn't get to see the guns. 
but we got to see the modes, the maps, and everything. Um, and it was a fun play. It was a really fun play. I'm not sure if we'll go back uh, and play it again, though. At least in the in the near near term. Jason asked Spellbreak. I played the beta, and it's pretty fun, but it felt lacking. Yeah, we played Spellbreak. I don't know if I've ever talked about it on the podcast. Actually, that's a that's another battle royale game that's a little bit more. I was really excited for it because it was kind of like it brought me a lot of vibes of like World of Warcraft into a battle royale because you had like spells and all these different things going on with it. But uh, the problem for me was like some people were so good that you, that was the only people you queued in with because there wasn't that many people actually playing it. Um, I think it did cost money and I think it was in beta when I pl- when we were playing it, but we got one win on it. And I was happy with that. <laughs> and I kind of I kind of stopped. But the concept, everything that's there is really, really, really cool. So actually it goes into one of the questions. Let's go let's go into some of the questions that I had here. Shelby H asked, what's your opinion on the replayability? Uh, on replayability in general with games. Games that don't have a multiplayer online aspect seem to have lost that allure. Do you think it's because the industry is becoming oversaturated? oversaturated with everyone trying to do the next big thing. You've talked about the value we get from games, but does that seem uh, value seem to be dwindling? I think this is really, really dependent on the person. I think with like streaming and a lot of that and like the content, especially that I do, like I switch games from time to time, but sometimes I'll stay on a game for much longer. Like we played Apex almost the entire year. It's been like eight months or something like that of playing that game. And in terms of like, you know, offline games, like story games, I just haven't played a lot of those. To me, like, and this is is where everybody's different because there's some people that just play Skyrim all the time still or whatever it might be. But uh, I really like the challenge of playing against other people. That to me is like, that's what makes it so fun. Like when I got that clip of me pulling off the... uh, uh, kill streak and Call of Duty that I put on Instagram of me getting six kills on the rooftop of these people sniping. I know that I just buzz killed. I just stopped their kill streak of six people that are out there trying and they're trying to own. They're trying to do good, and I just dropped a bomb on all their heads and took them all out. And now they got to start over again. And it's just it's fun. That to me, that's that's way more fun. And I like the challenge of that and trying to get better at it. Um, so, yeah, that's where, like, single players and playing through stories, but it's also, to me, like, just a, another personal thing. Is like, I, I don't really watch movies twice, which is weird, though, because something, like, if it's been long enough, I will watch it again, because I would just want to know how it ends, because I forget, whatever reason, I just forget how it ends, which is so weird, but, yeah. And then, so I'll watch it back, or I want to play something back, but um, not so much with stories, but a lot of people do. A lot of people will play the COD campaign, or they'll go through the challenges and stuff, I will say, though, that, like, I think there is a big aspect of that. Like, everybody's trying to do the next big thing, and there's so many games now that it's, like, you can just play through the story of one game and then go to another incredible game um, that, like, you don't have to just... You you don't only have, like, one or two games that you really like, and you just keep playing through the campaign of whatever that is. But then there's games, like... Uh, and I think we, I think this is one of the questions that somebody else had asked. Yeah, let's see. Richie B asked, what are your thoughts on the game longevity and gameplay? It seems these days playing a game for longer than three weeks doesn't exist anymore. Why do you think the reason that is? And what do you think that needs to change in design to keep people drawn in? That's just like, 
all of the games, they've got like a gameplay loop, and that's what it's like figuring out what that loop is. Like Call of Duty, it's trying to get kill streaks, at least for me. And then in Battle Royales, it's trying to get that win against everybody else. So some some people that appeals to you more, but longevity is like for Call of Duty in particular, that's the biggest thing that comes to my mind about longevity is like everybody wants to, there's a new Call of Duty literally every single year for what has it been like 10 years or something? I mean, it's been a long ass time of so many new Call of Duties. That's like, that's just expected. The longevity of that is a maximum one year compared to, um, you know, he says as well, I just think about the 10 years I played wow for and now back on wow classic i don't see many games that are playable in such a way that's such a unique one too and i'm the same way man i'm I'm back playing wow classic right now i didn't i played it for i don't know probably like five years or something that was a game a game that had way more longevity but that was one that was super well updated and taken care of which is what we're seeing more so of of a game like rainbow six siege now that game's been playing for like four or five years i think i crazy how well it is being supported and maintained and people are going to say the same thing about that game as world of warcraft as you know counter-strike as fortnite there are games that are keeping their longevity uh and the big differentiator with it there's a lot there's a lot that oh, each of these games are doing and you know in a way call of duty is kind of just the same game that's kept along you can consider call of duty as the people are still crying about campers which is even one of the things I think was one of these comments about, the same as it was in the first online game that is going on today. And technically, that's just one game that's evolved and they just keep, you know, they say it's a new game every year and they get you to buy another full game, but it's still pretty much the same game, right? Like you got this UAV cruise missile, chopper, chopper gunner or the uh, helicopter that comes in and shoots stuff for you. And you're still using a M4 or M16, like, it's pretty much the same thing. Like, you know what I mean? So I even cons I would consider that the same as, like, World of, War World of Warcraft keeps it as the same name, but it's still very, you know, it's kind of the same game. So I don't know. And, like, new games coming into the space, is Death Stranding going to be, like, the new next big thing? Who knows? Like, there, there can definitely be new ones that... Um, come into the space, but yeah, there is a lot. It's, I think it's just there's so many games that you can keep switching between now that it is like, it does seem like it more, and it's also, you might uh, be popping around on a bunch of different games, but there are people that just stick with like the few games that they stick with. Like if you're sticking with WoW, there's people that are sticking with a whole bunch of other stuff, and they they uh, build their expertise with it, you know? Very chaos. Um <clears throat> What's the next big thing in VR? Do you think it's getting to a level where it is successfully supporting games like Modern Warfare or Battlefield? Um, no, I don't think so, honestly. I don't think it's at the point where uh, Modern Warfare or Battlefield will come out for something like that. Like, Here's the thing. I've played, I've played a little bit of um, virtual reality, and I like it. I think it's great, but... Some of the movements and stuff, like if you look at the movement of that or even Apex Legends, it requires like 
it requires you to really control the character and move in a way that you just can't by having a headset on and trying to do that in a first-person experience. Maybe if you're playing a racing game, then yeah, like the latest racing games I would imagine would do great if they did something like that. But it's very jarring. If you've ever played virtual reality, like I played this game, uh, Pavlov, and when you're walking around in it, you basically you're just standing still and you're moving the character, and it it feels okay, but it's also it's kind of disorienting. And I'm a guy who does not I don't get motion sickness, I don't get uh like I'm fine like I, I'm fine playing it, but it does feel a little weird. And it's something I could probably get better at if I just put enough time into. And some people were really good at it as well. Um, but I don't think in terms of the mass adoption that you would need as well as people actually having the devices and how heavy the device is as well as the cable that comes off, it's way better than where it was at. And in particular, I personally, I bought the Oculus um, Quest or what, I don't even know what it's called actually, but it's the one that has one cable and I didn't need to set up the cameras around the room or the sensors and to me, that was a huge step forward because I hated setting those sensors up because I got one before. I'm not a fan of the sensors. Unless you can like mount it into your ceiling or whatever and keep it in a consistent place. Like, you know, I don't want to set, try and move it around and try and get it to work. I'm sure it'll get to a point in the future, but I don't know if it's, I don't know if it's there yet. I am still going to try a few more full or VR streams out though. Um, yeah, the other thing was when we seen the next full VR stream. We'll find another game to play. We'll check it out. There are some more that I do want to check out. And there are some coming as well that did look pretty cool. I don't know where they're at, though, with a lot of it. So we'll have to see. Um, Andrew R. asked, do you consider... Oh, this was, a, this was another... This is the one about camping. Uh, Andrew R. asked, do you consider camping, playing in one spot to get kills, as a genuine play style, or do you disagree with it? What do you guys think, chat? Campers? Here's the thing, man. Like I was saying earlier, camping has been in shooting games since the dawn of games. People just sit in a corner and they get you. The biggest differentiator for me is like, I see people... Sniping isn't camping. Agree. Play style. Chat saying. Here's the thing. For me, I don't think there's anything you can do to stop it. To stop somebody from just sitting in a corner and shooting you. If they're one off a kill streak, if they just don't know what the hell they're doing and they sit in the corner wait for you to go by. Um, even if you're playing... Apex, Fortnite, it doesn't matter what game it is. You got somebody, now they literally in Fortnite, you can go jump in a trash can and just sit in the trash and literally be trash. I think the differentiator is, yeah, I think you can play that way. I think it's fine. I don't typically, there's times where I'll get really pissed at it, obviously, if you're one off something or whatever. Yeah, it sucks to die to it because you don't know they're there. There's no way for you to know that they're there unless you literally check every single corner. And in some games, it's difficult to check every single corner because there's so many. Um, but that's what also can differentiate somebody is if they aren't camping and they play well, that's something that stands out as being better, obviously. 
I think at least, if you are flying and you can deal with it and you do check every single corner and you get the guys who get you before while they're camping, that makes it that much uh, sweeter. It's also fun taking those guys out a lot of times as well. Um, so it's something that like, and that's just like, I'll watch players like Aculite or whoever that are really, really good and they're not, a lot of times at least, they're not complaining or even like, I, I don't know, maybe he does occasionally, but like I'll watch Shroud. I don't hear him yelling about that people sitting in corners. At least, I, I don't think so, too often. Um, it just just flicks and headshots him somehow. So it's like, that's just like I just got to get better at freaking aiming and taking him down. Like, that's the mentality that I try and stay on with it. Although, you know, I like to freak out on... Uh, People from time to time, you know how it goes. But I don't think... Like, we've seen games like uh, in Call of Duty, they made it at one point, so when you have a ghost, which hides you from UAV, it only works if you're moving. So you can't... You, if you're sitting in a corner, you can't sit in that corner stealth because as soon as you do, it gives away your position. Um, is that the best thing? I don't know. But I just kind of figure out, okay, well, what's the deal with the game? If you're going to win the game... like. If, that's why I kind of like Battle Royales, Royales actually is because if somebody is camping, the zone forces you to move. You don't have a choice. And now you've got to decide, are you going to move early and get ahead of the zone or are you going to be the person that waits at the edge of the zone and you're forced to make the play? You don't have an option and the person that's already in is just going to take you down while you're sitting there at the edge of zone trying to ride in. Um, and so it leads to way more be way better decision making in my opinion than... Uh, and than that and you just got to be careful if you're going inside buildings inside the zone early on you got to be careful people sitting in buildings and like you know sometimes i've had a heart attack because freaking people sitting in a bathroom um when you're pushing in so yeah i don't know man it does work from time to time sometimes you need to sometimes you got to make that play i think i mean i think sometimes it's a play to make maybe that's just because i'm not uh like, I don't know. Like, if I'm one off of something, like, I don't want to risk myself going out because I want to go get that kill streak, you know? So I think I think it's valid in some in some cases, but I do try and play more aggressive because I feel like that's more impressive than just sitting still somewhere. Uh, Tom C. asked, with games becoming more and more online-based... Oh, by the way, all of these questions today were freaking amazing, guys. Thank you guys for all these questions. I don't know if these alerts go out to people because I don't seem to get a lot of actual questions on these um, posts, but they're on my supporter feed. Um, this whole podcast just started because of my supporters. That's why we, we I've now made it public, so everybody's watching right now as we stream this, but um, it's still in supporter-only chat. Like uh, That's the whole reason I even do these. But uh, these questions, I really liked these. These are awesome. Anyways... Uh, Tom C. asks, with games becoming more and more online-based and the future of gaming looks like cloud-based gaming, do you think people with slower internet will be left behind? Some areas of the UK still can't get access decent speeds. This I thought was interesting. We've kind of talked about like Stadia and we don't really know if we don't really know how that's going to affect um, games because like if there is too much latency, then it's not going to be like you're going to just be at a straight up disadvantage to everybody else who's not having to deal with latency. They say there is none, but maybe there is a little bit. Maybe we'll be able to tell. We'll have to see when it actually like we can get our hands on it. Um but 
I think if this is something that's, you know, more affordable and is actually better, then it might be something on the flip side that, yeah, you might be left behind at the beginning, but maybe that's something where there's so much demand and people are willing to pay to get better internet that that could be the spark that drives up UK and some of these areas that don't have the best internet speeds to just start implementing fiber and getting really good internet out to these places. Like that could, because that's the thing. There's so much right now, there's so much demand for like regular TV. More and more people are just canceling their TV subscriptions. I've, I haven't had TV subscription for literally years since I, I, I don't know, long ass time. I have not had it. And I just use internet services. And I think as more and more shift towards that, and if it is a base of like online gaming as well, and everything is just cloud and you need the internet speed, then and more and more people cancel their regular subscriptions, and now the uh, TV slash internet providers are like, well, our only way to make money is to provide internet, and we got to get better internet speeds. In order. Like that could be a driving force that actually steps up the internet. So I don't know, but potentially very well. Like if if you do need to have fast enough internet speeds to play some of these things, or especially like to download some of these games, like Call of Duty was like a hundred and eighty gigabyte download or something. And I know Tom, who plays out in the UK, uh, who we play with all the time, he was like, uh, he he had to download it overnight because his internet was so slow. So I don't know. I just keep trying to pressure and see where you can get more and maybe that's the shift that comes i mean that's my optimistic hope um for it honestly australia internet is is poo too yeah i mean that's i hear a lot of that man i really hear a lot of that um but obviously that's because i play online and all you guys are uh wondering what my internet speeds and everything are so it's like you know something we do talk about quite often so i do hear it um, Andrew C asks, we're almost at the end of 2019. What games do you think absolutely dominated? And which ones do you think was the biggest letdown? I feel like this is something we got to just, I got to get the chat. Like we got to sit down in a stream more so and get people to list off a bunch of games. Cause I can't think of everything right now. Um, but the big thing that just stands out to me personally is Apex. I played that game more than anything this year, I think, as well as WoW Classic. I think those two things were, for me, like the biggest dominators. Um, Really fun. Like, I definitely sunk my teeth into and want to continue to do so. Letdown of a game, though. I don't know. Oh, Anthem? Oof. Dude, that game did. That game looks so good. It did. And then it was a fun playthrough. Like, I enjoyed playing through it. But then it was the same thing. What was the other game? The space game, No Man's Sky. It was like that. I enjoyed the hell out of No Man's Sky when we were playing through that. But then we got like five hours in, and I realized that everything just, well, that was it. And I was like, shit. Apparently, No Man's Sky is actually sick now. Um, but that wasn't this year. That was a, that was a previous one. Fallout 76. You know, that, I actually really enjoyed Fall. That's another one, too, actually. I really enjoyed, but I only, en- I enjoyed the Battle Royale more than anything. And that was so, it, it was so busted, though. It was so busted. 
I didn't enjoy it for what the game was, but I, I, I enjoyed a lot of the concepts of what they had, but it was just so clunky, like nothing really, at least on PC, it was, it was a really rough one. Yeah, that was a really rough one. Um, what else really dominated this year, though? That I, I mean, that was the one that really dominated for me. That's what I played the most. As well as, um, wow, Call of Duty's been pretty good. Battlefield came out last year. Wasn't really anything new with that. But that wasn't even a game. I wasn't even expecting Apex. Nobody was expecting Apex this year. I know a lot of people... Wasn't God of War this year, too? Or maybe that was last one. Red Dead Redemption 2. That was cool. I didn't put as much time into that. Division 2, I wasn't as... Yeah, let's we'll we'll have to put together. I think at the beginning of one of the streams, we'll like we'll put a list together of all the games that I played, or maybe we could do it on the next podcast or uh, one of the ending ones of the year, and we could get more into that. Kingdom Hearts three, dude. Well, the thing was with that game, yes, yeah, I, I was hopeful on it, but um, that whole entire series is just too crazy for me. I enjoyed the first the hell out of the first one. And then they came out with so many other ones. I just didn't I didn't keep up with it. It was kind of my own fault on it. But it was like, I was kind of hoping that it was just going to be like a fun Disney game, more or less, where you get to go through and play with all these Disney characters. But there was so much going on with all this, all the other stuff that I just didn't follow. I was just like, I couldn't figure it all out. But it was it was cool. Uh, I'm sure a lot of people really enjoyed it. But I kind of fell off with, uh, with all that. But I really, I enjoyed the first one back in the day a lot. Um... I feel like Apex has dominated since it came out. Also, there was no hype at all for it. Insane. Yeah, that's what was that's what was the craziest thing about it for me. It just kind of came out of nowhere. Dominated by far. I mean, at least for our community for sure. I got to say. But like, I think the other one that really dominated, I guess, still is Fortnite. Look at what happened this year. They did the World Cup with Fortnite that was I swear it sounds wrong, but was it a hundred million dollars in prize pool that they did, or was it? It must have been right because everybody won, and the guy who won first place alone won three million. Or what was what was the prize pool for that? Fortnite World Cup, World Cup twenty nineteen prize pool. Um. $30 million. Wait. $100 million. It can't be 10 though, because like that's just not enough money for all of the uh for all the stuff, right? And in esports with the announcement of $100 million in prizes for its opening tournament. Yeah, that's what it was. I mean, like that's just insane. That's what, I mean, I saw so many people are playing this game, and so many people, like, literally they had 100 people playing. Every single one of them won at least $50,000 in this tournament. And they did it for solos and duos, and they did a creative World Cup, too. Like, to me, I don't see how you get any more dominant than that. I think they've, I think they, how do you, how do you top that? That's pretty damn dominant to me. 
hundred million dollars in prime. I like I did. I I wanted to say it off the top, but I was like, that's got to be wrong. It's it's not though. It's like holy crap. That's a lot. Yeah, yeah. And the kid that won was sixteen. Yeah. I know it was fun, I, but I mean a bunch of them. I mean, I think all the top five won like over a million dollars, so it's all life-changing money. Let alone all the sponsorships and whatever leads to after that, right? Um, but yeah, that's uh, those two. I think probably dominated at least for me, and I think over overall. But there's there's a bunch of see. That's the thing. There's just so much that happened this year. It's not even it. Um, Dylan M asks with each apex update for console, it seems to be getting more settings to make it like apex on PC cursor speed. For example, do you think they're trying to bridge the gap between PC and console and make them able to compete with each other? If crossplay happens, <sighs> it's something they've expressed interested in interest in apex crossplay, but I do I just don't see that happening anytime soon. They really haven't talked about it at all since then. We haven't seen any testing for it. Um, I'm just in a very much wait-and-see mode for that one if it ever does come. It's kind of similar things. I mean, prove me wrong, please. I would absolutely be, love to be proven wrong on it, but it's the same thing like we saw with uh, Mavericks Proving Grounds, right? This was a game that was going to be a 1,000-player Battle Royale. I was basically saying super Super great idea. I think that would be a literal, that would be a game changer in the space if that's doable, but I don't see how that is, how is that even possible? Like no other game can even get past 100 players. How are you going to somehow get 10 times that? And then, oh yeah, maybe 3,000 player Battle Royale and it's going to have PVE aspect and all this stuff. I never really did much digging into it deeper than that because I kind of just, I was like, eh, I'll believe it when I see it. And then it never came out, and it kind of just dumpstered for a variety of reasons. But, um, hey, some game can still do it. That could be a game changer in the next year or two if it does, if something does seem to happen like that or if the new generations of PlayStation 5 and all the new consoles and they come out can handle it. But more specifically to this, like I think the direction that this is going to go is we're seeing, for example, with... Um, the recent Call of Duty that came out, yes, crossplay I think is the future, right? Like all of the PC, Xbox, PlayStation players are playing together. Last Saturday we did some community games. All of us were playing together. It was freaking amazing. Like we had people on Xbox, PlayStation, all in the lobby. We're yelling at each other. It was it was some of the best community games we've done. And like that's just not possible if I force everybody to get on PC and play there. The other thing is like what they are natively doing is they are supporting controllers or excuse me they're supporting mouse and keyboard on console. If you are playing on console, you can just plug your mouse and keyboard directly into your Xbox or PlayStation and play mouse and keyboard on your console. You don't need a PC. That's what I've been saying like I think the next generation if they're not planning it on it already they should like just in, just make it so that it is easy to get the experience of playing mouse and keyboard and it's like a PC. I mean that's what a that's what a console is anyways. It's basically a computer that's just pre-built and like just what if they just let you access regular and just use it as a regular computer. But it also is very well optimized for gaming and it's 
branded as a console and whatever, and that's what it's designed for, but you could also just use it as a computer too. Like, how sick would that be? So, I don't know. I think they're kind of going more, and I, I think that's what we'll probably see because you can, if you provide a good enough experience, just play on your... I mean, here's the thing, though. The real big differentiator on PC isn't necessarily the mouse and keyboard. Yes, that is huge. But another huge aspect of it is just the fidelity of the game and how smooth the game is or can be. A lot of times, these games actually run like doo-doo. That's where, like, I'm actually planning to get a new computer in the next month or so here just so I can start to... Because I got a new computer... Anyways, I want to be at the max of whatever it is because that's what I enjoy about it. Like, that's something I really enjoy about it is getting 160 frames per second on a monitor. That's literally... It's so smooth and crazy. Like, that's, it's just fun. It's really cool. And um, it feels very, very different from playing it. So anyways, but I, I think you can at least start to emulate more of that with the new consoles coming out. And if they go in the direction of just it's easier, it's cheaper, because it is expensive to get a, a huge, crazy setup, right? Like, but if you can just give people the a great gaming experience and they can plug in, plug in play like that, that's even better. And then it opens up for crossplay even better, as Call of Duty has. Chris D says, uh, what are your thoughts on how you're going to improve your own gameplay? And when are you gonna upgrade the computer you have? Yeah, I'm probably gonna I'm probably gonna try and upgrade it this year. Um, you know, you always kind of want to wait for whatever the latest stuff is, but at the same time, like I'm starting to struggle. Like these new games that have come out. It's still running fine on my systems, but like I said, I try and run everything at the absolute maximum for my content as well as just to experience it. So it's probably something I'm gonna I'm gonna take a look at. Um because some of my stuff is behind. I could really just upgrade a few pieces, but um yeah, anyways, we'll see. We'll see. I've I've got a couple of things in the works on that front. But in terms of how I'm gonna improve my own gameplay. The biggest thing for me is, like, I think it is my aim. Like, uh, my decision-making is pretty good, and I, I've gotten to a good point at my at my aim skill, but it's still something I'm trying to get better at. But it's, it's I don't know. I think a lot of it could be my decision-making skills as well. Um, but I feel like a lot of my decision-making can even just be made up, a, made up for with insane aim, recoil control, management. So I think that's really what, like, the biggest thing that I'm working on in my gameplay is just trying to get better at aiming and getting to a better point in that. Um, and just consistent. That's really what it is. It's just consistency and, like, staying calm. Not getting... I get really hyped. I get really hyped. <laughs> Especially when we pull something crazy off in front of a huge audience that's watching live. It's fun. Uh, so I got I to gotta help. I got to maintain... And keep that keep that calm. James S asks, "Do you have any opinions on Diablo Four announcement?" This one I just wanted to bring up because I don't really. I never played Diablo as much as I play a bunch of Blizzard games. I never played Diablo, um, and I don't know. Like, could I just start playing Diablo Four? Does that make sense? Like, would I need to play the first ones? I never played them. I've seen Diablo Three. Like when that game came out, I watched some people playing it. Um, and it looks crazy. It looks like some big numbers. It looks like some fun progression, but 
Uh, I never really played it, and I don't know if I'd just be able to jump in. Now, I don't think Diablo 4 is even... I think they said that it's coming out, but like they're not even close to being done from what I understood. So I don't think it's really that crazy of... Um, and maybe we don't even have that answer yet, but... Yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know. Uh, huge shout-out, by the way, to everybody who's been uh, becoming a supporter, re-supports, everything. I try and just focus uh, the stars as well. I try and just focus on... Um, the commentary more so when we do these podcasts. We will be doing a regular stream later today. Uh, but just a couple, few last things here. Dylan M. asks, getting Overwatch 2. So I've heard that if you get Overwatch 2, it is a different game, but they said that they're not leaving the Overwatch players behind. I still, I haven't really wrapped my head around how they're doing this transition from 1 to 2 and what the differences even are. Um, let me see, actually. I haven't really looked into this yet. Overwatch 2. When does it come out, first of all? Mm, okay, Overwatch. Wow, dude. Overwatch came out in 2016. It's over three years old. That is incredible, man. Time flies. Overwatch 2 is said to be the biggest injection of new content of Overwatch fans since the original game launched. The new title bringing PvE mode, new PvP maps, modes, and heroes, as well as further upgrades like visual updates, UI. I did see some of the UI updates. Fans will undoubtedly have plenty of questions. Um, unfortunately for fans eagerly anticipating the release, so far there's no confirmed date. Okay, then we got time. We're not too. I'm not too worried about that. I'll dig more into that in a future thing. If it was coming out like next month, we'd probably have way more to start considering <laughs> on that front, dude. Um, yeah. Anyways, Alex asked as well, is Modern Warfare saying anything more about battle royales? So we talked a little bit about that earlier. They haven't said anything that I've seen at least anything official, but we do have rumors of that coming and it being on a spec ops map, you know, the spec ops map thing that's supposedly going to be the place in the outline for it for, um, like the co-op thing, but it might be, like people are saying it might be free. Battle Royale, that's free. It's a separate part of the game. Like, you know, because that was a big thing when Blackout, Blackout came out. It was like people wanted to just play Blackout. I didn't play the regular Call of Duty Black Ops 4. I, I played it a little bit, but I pretty much only played Blackout. And so, and but to like get people to buy a fully priced game just to play one mode in it is kind of bonkers, especially because they're not really focusing on just updating that. They're updating all this other stuff in addition to it. And and if they do that, you know, people are speculating early 2020, we could be playing Call of Duty all next year. I have no idea, man. No idea. It'll be interesting, though. Um, Supporter-only mode, question mark? Yes, we do keep it in supporter mode for this, uh, for the podcasts. It's something that, like I said, this kind of started as something for my supporters in the first place. It was actually exclusively live for them. And then I would upload it to uh, the podcasting platforms afterwards because these just, you know, I mostly just worked on my regular games and stuff. This was just kind of like the people that are supporting me wanted like the podcast, wanted some of this type of content Q&A and whatnot that I, I typically would never do. Um, and so that's kind of how it stemmed and we're kind of 
changing it up, trying it out. This is like the third time that we've tried it in this format. So far, it seems to be pretty good. seems to be pretty well received. We're going to do regular stream later today, too. Um, but, yeah. And let me see if there's any other final questions in the chat. Would be interested in playing some Borderlands VR? Eh, probably not. I think if I'm going to go play virtual reality, it'll probably be a virtual reality exclusive game like we did the... Uh, I can't remember the uh, COVID, uh, something save the universe, the save the universe game, the Rick and Morty game. <laughs> that was fun, dude. That's the type of playthrough of what I'd, what I'd love to do. More of that is some of the exclusive games that are becoming in design for virtual reality. Something that piques my interest more so for that. Um, Courage moving to YouTube. Yeah, that was a huge thing as well. Courage is a, he's a massive uh, Twitch streamer, YouTuber, um, caster, creator, you know, the whole nine yards. But he was streaming on Twitch and he moved all of his streams over to YouTube now, which is a crazy ass play. I'm very excited for that too. I mean, YouTube is like the most searched platform. It's, it's a very powerful platform. Obviously, I upload a massive amount of content there as well and uh it's it's a great place most people have been moving away from their streaming a big thing is like it often hurts the algorithm of you streaming there and doing videos there a lot of people will actually do like uh, take their streams down off of youtube and then just post the videos and leave those up rather than the actual stream was lives or vod's uh pretty cool man uh pretty pretty exciting I mean, Facebook, I mean, YouTube, when YouTube first came out with streaming, that was one of the things, like, I was streaming there. It was funny. I can't remember. I was looking back at us, though, and I was like, I'm going to try and make YouTube streaming and gaming a thing, man. I'm going to try and do this and do content on it. And I was doing it, and it was doing pretty good. But um, they ultimately kind of killed it off. And then a bunch of people left, you know, like Nick A30, some of the really big top streamers on YouTube left you know, Stat, who we've played with quite a bit, 5Tat. That's how you spell his uh, name. One shot girl left for Twitch. A lot of a lot of people left for Twitch there, but there's still a lot of people that stream there as well. I know Vicstar uh, still streams there. I think Noah J even switched back to Twitch and stuff like that. But um, it's cool. It's cool. Maybe they're going to be making a big push back into streaming again. We'll see. With all the competition that's been going on with Mixer and everything lately, you know, we talked about Shroud and Ninja moving over there. That was that was pretty crazy. Um, it's some fun times, man. It's some fun times. When you build your new computer, you're going to try and do give away your old one for supporters. I don't know. I mean, like a lot of these components, I'm having issues with it in the first place. A lot of things are fine, though. Like my graphics card is fine. So maybe we'd do like a giveaway for that. Uh, we could do something like that, maybe. Uh, but anyways, guys, we're going to wrap it up there. Best community, Mountaineers OP, indeed, Dylan. Indeed, brother. Appreciate you guys all listening in tuning in with me for the podcast this evening oh man we're almost at an hour dude time absolutely flies i gotta say but i appreciate you guys all tuning in listening reviewing the podcast as well it is up on uh spotify on itunes on everywhere as well as of course uh we're now putting them out publicly on facebook as well which is super super cool that was something i was like i wanted it to be on my page and have a playlist i'm cr I, I do have a playlist for these as well um so if you want to find it there too 
but yeah, I, I really hope you guys enjoy listening to these. It's kind of, uh, you know, a lot of stuff we do talk about on the stream if you're watching every day, but I know a lot of people can't, and it's a fun way to kind of catch up on what's been going on, what's been going down uh, with my content and everything. So yeah, I'll see you guys in the stream in a little bit. We're going to be gaming, hitting up some uh, Call of Dudes. We got the boys. We're going to be doing some twos tournaments and uh, playing the new map as well. So that should be really exciting. We'll probably talk about that in the next episode as well. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. Stone Mouse 64. Over and out.